following contains mature content. Auto characters may be based on real people. This is an unbridled, ridiculous work of fiction. From the A, I'm Mr. Jackal, and this is American Ball Tales. November 2018, Memphis, Tennessee, FedEx Forum. Markel Fultz feels the world falling apart beneath him. Hey, yo, Fultz, 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 get the corner, get the corner. He follows his assignment, Marshawn Brooks, to the left corner. The strap on his right shoe detaches, and his shoelaces come loose. He reaches down to his Medusa-like laces and quickly tucks them in his shoe. Please don't lose your shoe, please don't lose your shoe, please don't lose your shoe, please don't lose your shoe. He looks back at the Grizzlies, Mike Conley, who signals a high screen for Marcus Hall. He runs from the post, his cover, Amir Johnson, fouls him. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. With relief, Fultz spins down and does a quick crisscross knot. He pulls the strap back to secure the tie. And as he stands up, a sudden surge forces Fultz's shoulders to violently jerk back and forth. He sees Brooks looking at him quizzically. Hey, Bambi, you all right? What'd you call me? I didn't call you anything. I just asked if you all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Fultz walks it off, but still feels a remnant of some sort. His body begins to play politics. His shoulders feel strangely heavier, then lighter. His hands both jittery and calm. His body out of alignment, but with no pain. His mind sprints. What a waste of pick. Oh, he's a bust. Ah, oh, he's the judgments, the non-believers, the outside forces beyond his control. All he wants is his jump shot back, to rebound and find his agency again. <sighs> Fultz wakes up and finds himself sweaty on his chaise. He sees Dr. Jones, his psychiatrist, and looks at the clock. 2.33 p.m. Only 30 minutes into the session. Are you okay, Michael? We still have a while. We're close. I promise. Do you still want to continue? Fultz nods and lays back down. Dr. Jones resets the metronome and watches as the weighted swing arm moves back and forth. Now, Michael, just follow your breath again. Visualize it. In and out. In and out. In with the blue, out with the red. In with the blue, out with the red. Now, Michael, let's go back to when your mind sprinted. Reverse it. Good, I'm um, yeah, yeah. All right, you if, ass, if, just I. Anything you call dinner? We call you what? Alright, you Bambi. Hold right there. Single words. Please describe to me everything you felt up to this point. Nervousness. Embarrassment. Um, shyness. Shame. Life. Reality. Rook. 
Pong. Pause. Which word speaks to you? Mm, life. Why? Because that's what's in the air. How? How is life in the air? Mm, not here. Then, back when, I felt the same thing. Can you take me there, Michael? Yes. October 2012, University of Washington, Physics Astronomy Building. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You feel Mark Savage can't wait to eat his newfound creation. A fried chicken sandwich topped with a Kit Kat bar, and on the side, Skittles. He licks his lips, anticipating the sandwich's sweet and salty double crunch bite. Mark looks at his main screen and checks the data. Nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. He then turns his attention to his tablet. Do you want to know what it what is? It is. A sham is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it. When you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes, it is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you have student loans, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, kept inside a job that you cannot change, upgrade, or quit prison from your own dreams. He then picks up a red Skittle and pops it in his mouth. <sighs> Unfortunately, no one could be told what the sham is, but you have to see it for yourself. Oh shit. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah, Sai, come up here now. Bring Zoray. I think I found something. Yeah, I got, but I got to teach class. I don't care you have to teach. Just come up here. Now! This better be good, Mark. I can't afford to cancel class. Sai, this is why you got your PhD. Look at the numbers. All right, Mark, this better be... Is that a chicken sandwich I smell? Zoray. Yes, ma'am. Look at the numbers. Top of the Kit Kat bar. Wait, that's impossible. Mark. Are you sure these numbers are? It's all correct. Did we check? I checked the other locations too. That can't be. And they all came out asymmetrical. I thought my eyes were playing a trick on me at first. Are you sure? If we publish this, we run the risk of never being published ever again. I'm positive. Whoa, you know what this means, right? I don't have there to pay my student loans. We found our proof. February, 2012. 
2019, Novato, California, 9K Games Headquarters. You gotta be kidding me, right? That's 57 bugs I have to fix. Sam, I can't do this by myself. Selena, we're understaffed, over budget. I'm sorry, we have to roll up our sleeves on this one. Besides, even if I hire somebody, the time to get them up to speed will put us past the release date. You're setting me up to fail. If I was in the interview process, we wouldn't have these fuckboys coding sloppy in the first place. I mentioned it, and they'll include you in the interview process. But for now, we have to soldier this through. Look, if it helps, feel free to expense all your meals. Can I expense myself a raise? I wish I could do the same. Let's just get through this. I have another meeting in five. Let's regroup in three days and see where we are. In three days, I'll be packing my things. Me and you both. Hey, Selena, we're grabbing lunch if you want to row with us. No, I can't. I got a bunch of fucking bugs to squash. Oh, I see the vendetta in your eyes. James, do you deal with shit like this in visual design? Over there, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. How many bugs you got? 57. 57? Fuck, that's a lot. It is. I have 15 days. 15 days? I hate repeating myself. Well, can you do it? You asking if I could prove them wrong? I wish I could help you. No, you don't. Hey, wait a minute. Did you go to the Lunch and Learn last week? No. What's up? Well, this guy in R&D came up with a new way to program. It's supposed to cut down on programming time by a lot. And it's pretty fascinating. Oh. How does fascinating work? It does. Well, I'll do a disservice explaining it. But you should hear it from the horse's mouth. I just know you wear a headset and it just saves a lot of time. Hold on real quick. Sent you his info. By the way, if you do reach out, dude is kind of out there. Just warning you. Oh, thank you. Trent Strauss? Dr. Trent Strauss. Remember, he's out there. Elaborate. Let's just say he believes that Sinbad was in that movie called Shazam. Oh man, a Mandela victim? Don't you think it's crazy that thousands of people firmly believe that Nelson Mandela died in jail during the 80s? It's strange. They can even recall the news coverage and the speech by his wife. Hey, some people think that memories are absolutely true and that reality itself has been altered. But anyways, are you sure you don't want anything for lunch? Company's paying, right? In that case, give me one of everything from wherever you're going. One of everything? I hate repeating myself. All right, catch you on the flip side. November 2012, University of Washington, Physics Astronomy Auditorium. Isn't this concept of us living in a simulation pure science fiction? So Ray takes the mic as Mark and Cy simper. Look, even Neil deGrasse Tyson gives it more than a 50-50 chance that we're living in a simulation. 
The concept is no different than the notion of religion. Depending on what you believe, there's a creator or creators that has generated a world with rules, boundaries, and wonder beyond ourselves. Intelligent design, Allah, reincarnation, all follow concepts similar to game design, which all align with assimilation theory. Some may call it science fiction, others may call it religion, but for my team and I, it's a theory, a set of beliefs or principles that hasn't yet been proven. Mark, the notions for the mic as the room gets uneasy. Well, if you look around this room, half of you look at us as we're disturbed, while the other half appear very curious. But the fact is, this room is packed, all 300 seats, which means there's an appetite for this, the appetite to understand our own reality, the appetite to question our existence. Even if there's a slight possibility that all this isn't real, do you not have the slightest curiosity if all this, this stage we're on, everybody here, is all assimilation? I do. Now I'm more curious, excuse me, we're more curious in how this project will work. Professor Sai, how will the team carry out this research? Let's take a step back first so we get the room on the same page. When cosmic rays disperse in the universe, they are evenly distributed. However, when we model and simulate a tiny fraction of the universe, here on campus, we see small anomalies, glitches, or energy surges. They're not evenly distributed like they are in our universe. So this is the basis of our research. We theorize that if we could look at cosmic rays hitting the Earth's atmosphere, and if they're asymmetrical, then we could possibly be in assimilation? Correct. Correct. Some have voiced they'd rather see the money allocated elsewhere. Why do you think this project is so important? We think it's important because we see it as a way to bridge the widening gap between religion and science. Because if you really look at what we're researching at the core, when you get to the end, you want to know, does it all really matter? Then tell me, do you think the research will find proof? Mark, signals for the mic, itching to share his answer. Well, here's the interesting thing. We've already discovered small asymmetric readings. November 2018, Maryland. We're here. Where? Where I wanted to write my name in the sky. Is this the beginning, Markel? Where you glitched? Uh, what? Sorry, I meant where you had a similar episode. No. This is where I started living. How? Tell me where you are. What are you doing? I'm on a tall platform. I see my friends cheering me up. I'm sitting on my bike. My silver mongoose. There's pressure in my head and something's covering my mouth. It's my helmet. My BMX helmet. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm excited. 
I see a long way down. I don't trust myself going down. I feel the pressure, but I put on my, but I put my foot on the pedal anyway. I look down one more time, and then I drop. I go down fast, as fast as I can. I pedal as hard as I can, and I hold as tight as I can. I reach the end, and then I fly. I can feel time stop. I see my homies in slow motion. I see the neighborhood. I see my neighborhood. I feel like I'm on top of the world. I feel like I was made for this. Michael, tell me what happens next. I'm still in the air, but I don't come back down. Everything's frozen. I don't land. I try to pedal, and I can't move, but nothing. I'm, st I'm stuck. In the middle of the air? In the middle of the jump? I, I want to come down. I want to be on the ground. I feel confused. Now I feel, I feel scared. I feel, I feel. What do you feel, Michael? Michael? Markel? Markel? Fault sees his friends transforming into forest animals. Skunks, rabbits, and deer. A few of them even disappear. The BMX frame and wheels fade. Fault's helmet dissolves into the air. He falls from the sky. He lands awkwardly without grace in a new nighttime realm. An animated cartoon 2D world. Fault inspects his body. He discovers that his feet are now thick, split hooves. His arms and legs are now elongated. He attempts to touch his face, but instead discovers new sensations. He can now flap his ears. His sense of sound and smell are now sharpened. And his biggest surprise, he has a tail to wag. His physical embodiment is now a young fawn. He surveys his surroundings, nothing but grassland and what appears to be an abandoned cabin. A basketball falls from the sky and hits faults on the head. Coach? Are you that clumsy? I'm calling you Danny from now on. You can't even catch a basketball. Can you even catch AIDS in a whorehouse? <laughs> Fultz kicks the ball away. He prances, disappearing into the tall grass, leaving a swaying trail into the distant cabin. <laughs> Dr. Jones watches as Fultz's body retracts into a ball position. He pulls his knees in towards his hips, his arms hug his chest, and his shoulders cave with a look of pain. She's losing him, and she knows it. Markel, where are you now? A dark place. Well, here are the facts. It was released in 1994 and disappeared in the early 2000s. It was often played on the Disney Channel. It was first a movie and it later became a short-lived series. Eight episodes to be exact. Jonathan Brandis played the brother and he had a sister and her dad did not care for them. 
The VHS cover had Sinbad in a genie outfit, crossing his arms, and, and his eyebrows raised. Sinbad was even spelled out in the actual movie title itself. Sinbad was spelled out at 7 centimeters, and the title was spelled out at 2.5 centimeters. The movie scenes included a huge ship in the middle of the desert, and each episode began with Sinbad sitting in his lamp watching his own comedy show. The sister squanders a wish to fix her broken doll, and the climax of the movie was in a swimming pool. Do you recall any of this? I... no, I don't. Well, which parts do you... or can you recall? I don't remember any of it because it never existed. It's part of the Mandela effect. Look it up. Wait... wait, wait, wait. I thought this was why you bought this giant food cart here, this giant buffet here to discuss Shazam. I'll be direct. James Livingston told me about your headset that allows you to program faster. A way that can help me fix bugs in no time. Ah, you must think I'm very crazy, gone cuckoo, don't you? No, I think you would be divine if your device could help me fix 57 bugs in 15 days. What, what, 50, 57 bugs in 15 days? That's ludicrous. And they're, I hope they're paying you well. I'm a female software engineer. I love to hear your hypothesis. Oh. Uh, understood. Understood. So... Can you help me? Well, 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 I could. You did bring this grand buffet down here. It looks spectacular. What's that? It's an it's experiment to communicate with our parallel universe. How do you know a parallel universe exists? Uh, I, do, I don't, but isn't it what we do here, Selena? Design universes made of pixels? I guess that's another way of looking at it. Mm, this is really good. Really good. So, in theory, we must have another universe too. A high probability, actually. However, if that's the case, then the universes must overlap. And, and, and I theorize when that happens, we all have a collision of thought. Some people say it's brainstorming. I say it's a pileup of language and memory. Alternative realities, creative memory lapses, Mandela effect, whatever you call it, I somehow take these crashes and apply it to what we do here. However, programs work the opposite way. I, I, I don't follow. Selena, you program in a structured linear binary process siloed in the code repository, ones and zeros. However, the programs we design react and operate in an unsupervised process. You see, we do something, they learn and react. Once a design learns and reacts, it collides into becoming what it wants to be, like an improv jazz piece or one of the motion offenses in basketball. Dr. Strauss, you lost me. Look at it this way. The more we program, the more our designs collide and become blood-sucking mosquitoes. Pesky bugs, as you would call them. But this, my dear, will subdue any of those blood suckers. 
It connects directly to the source. No binary visuals, no command lines. You interact directly with the designs, like how you and I are here speaking. Pure experience with no virtual confinements, or as I like to call it, sorcery. Dr. Strauss, this has been very interesting, but I don't see how this whole sorcery concept will help me fix bugs faster. I appreciate the time for the lunch and learn. Thank you. Selena, how often do you find yourself never appreciated for fixing somebody else's mistake? How, how often are you always overlooked, never heard, never taken seriously? How often do you walk away hoping for something different? Selena, do you want to give sorcery a try? Do you want to indulge in the vengeance I see in your eyes? July 2017, University of Washington. Physics astronomy rooftop. $1.1 million in five years of enduring scrutiny. It looks like all we got is this jet-sized USB drive. Are we sure this thing will work? Will those brackets even hold? I have no idea, Mark. So, Ray, is everything ready? I can't believe it took two cranes to put this thing on the roof. We're ready. What if it blows up? It won't blow up. Well, if it blows up, you don't have to pay back your student loans. Very true. Well, I hope this thing blows up then. I mean, what's worse? Realizing you live in assimilation or being an indentured servant? Indentured, indentured servant. servant. Why? Nobody ever forgets a debt, so I assume assimilation won't either. I imagine if you die before you pay everything back, you just spawn back in debt again. Then you don't want this to blow up. Zoray, you always make sense. Zoray, are the cameras running? Mark, let me know if any readings go out of range. That's my lane. All right, everybody. We ready to do this? Yes. yes. All right. Start it up. giant USB drive. Mark, come help me lift this thing up. It's too heavy. Hold on, let me see if I can get some help. Let's try one more time. Nope. Oh, you hear that? You think Zoray found some help? I hope so. I found his extra hand. Hey, what's up? 
How can I help? Ah, thank you. Whoa. Could you grab there and lift on the count of three? Bet. You're Markel Fultz. That's me. Mark, you ready? Yeah. Hey, man, thanks for helping. I really look forward to seeing you play in the league. Aw, oh, you welcome. You want me to grab right here? Ah! Fuck. What, what happened? happened? I just got shocked. That was weird. Felt it all the way up my shoulder. You alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good, I'm good. Lift right here? Yes, right there. Zoray, can you grab there? Yep. Alright guys, on the count of three. One, two, three. <laughs> Everybody, we're back in business. Hey, hey, man, what is this thing? Oh, this giant thing? It measures and records all the cosmic energy traveling in the universe. This giant plane engine-looking thing? That's correct. Zoray, is everything still connected? Yep. Hey, are you guys turning it on right now? Yeah. Yo, you mind if I watch? Oh, man, I'll be honored. Hey, everybody, we ready? But just stand over here with me. Cool. Yep, definitely ready. All right, guys. Three, two, one. Oh shit, Arkel, Mark, what happened? Is he okay? He just dropped. Looks like he's still breathing though. Hey, don't move him. We don't know what's wrong yet. Arkel, you okay? Can you hear me? Zoray, can you get some help? I'll call 911. Markel, can you hear me? 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 Yes. I thought I lost you there. Are you still in a dark place? Yes. Tell me how you feel. Shocked. Stuck. Cold. What's in the air? Cold, fresh air. Steady, Markel. But I still need to find my jump shot. I need to prove him wrong. Why? So that somebody will believe in me. Oh, what's that beam of light? Take a look around, Markel. Dr. Jones watches as Fulce's body starts to unbundle itself. His arms open up, his legs uncross. His body relaxes and finds agency. It begins to lay loosely and parallel to the ground again. Ease into the light, Markel. The shot is there. Somebody believes in you. Somebody wants you. Let's find life in the air again. So, so I could write my name in the sky? Up in the sky. How? Walk into the light, Markel. Fultz emerges from the dark. The light highlights his fawn figure, outlining a moving shadow that slowly illuminates as he gets closer to the shaft of light. Ready, Markel? Step by step, Fultz's fawn image sheds, revealing his human self. He begins to remember, he begins to see, he begins to believe. Then he takes the final step into the light.
What's going on? This is where it is, Markel. Steady, are you ready? Are you ready? What's going on? What's going on? It's always been here. Cold, fresh air. Feel the melody that's in the air. This is your shot. You found it, Markel. I'm down, take a look around. What's going down? However do you want me? However, however do you need me? However do you want me? However do you need me? Session complete. Source bug found and fixed. What do you think, Selena? I'm impressed. Never occurred to me that you could just sit back and let the designs tell you what's wrong. Is is Jones your last name, Selena? It is. By the way, talking to the programs instead of coding them makes me wonder. Do you think we're programs living in a... Ah, those power surges. Happens all the time. Now, what were you saying? American Ball Tales is written and produced by me. Mr. Jackal. Cover art and animation is done by Fern Studios. Visit them at fern.team. F-E-R-N T-E-A-M. Please check them out. They do amazing work. If you enjoy American Ball Tales, please rate and review the show on iTunes. It helps out the show drastically. To learn more about the next episode, please visit AmericanBallTales.com and subscribe to our newsletter for more details. Or follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for American Ball Tales. Much appreciated, and thank you very much.